Hi, this is Jay. Thanks for tuning in. Before you listen to this episode, we just wanted to give you a heads up that we had a few technical speed bumps, but we promise the podcast gets better. Just keep listening. Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you will enjoy listening to. If you're interested in creating more balance in your life, understanding your five-element energetic nature, finding the path of greatest ease, or releasing the baggage of this lifetime and discovering ancient alchemy that can help you fly in your life, join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical transformational journey. Hello and welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay McElroy and I'm here today joined with Lita Herman. How are you doing today, Lita? Great. This is episode number one number of the Inspired one. Action Podcast. Woohoo! Woohoo! I think everyone does that, right? Woohoo! Yay! Yeah, so right, we're going to talk a lot today. Lita and I have been just having a really cool conversation, which we should have recorded, but we're going to do it again right now. We were talking about if we were going to introduce these concepts to someone who has really no idea of what we do and how we do it. A lot of these concepts you're going to, you're going to know, maybe not in this format or in this context. Some may be new. Um, and it'll be a reminder deep down inside what you already know. Pretty much as a human being, it might resonate with you on many different levels. And today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, transformation, transformational mind. We're going to talk about the Gen Ren. We're going to talk about Wu Wei. We're going to talk about self-cultivation. We're going to also talk about how to become a wizard in your own life, um, being an instrument of the divine. And then we're going to give you a little bit of homework that's going to include being the watcher in your life. So that's going to come later on in the show. Right now, Lita, why don't we talk a little bit about the desire of change and what does that mean? We really wanted to use this episode to create a framework for how we're going to walk this journey together. This initially was going to be a master class. Uh, we were thinking that we would do a year-long class, and slowly but surely, Jay, Jay came up with the idea of doing a podcast, and it seemed a much better way to get this information out. So what we were thinking about is, if you're going to take this journey with us, which we're psyched you're here, that what are the requirements for someone who would be on this journey with us? And there's just one. And that's the desire for change and a transformational mindset, which just means you have a willingness to undergo transformation. We're all on a journey in life and we're all moving who knows where. And some of us resist change. We don't want change. We get to a place in our lives where it's just, that's it. We don't want to move in any direction. And until maybe something forces us until to maybe you have a crisis or a big life event, life changing event. And that may be the case for you right now. But in general, we're looking to have a more positive sense of change. And I feel like it's about waking up in your life. It's about taking time to like go, whoa, this is not cool. This is not what I thought I was going to be doing. And I, you know, the desire to change is great. And then you take it to the what's the next step? So before you can take that next step, you have to figure out what is it you want to change. And if you listen to our first 000 podcast where we introduce our stories, we both came from really stuck places at a point in our lives and we had a crisis and we moved through it. And, you know, we weren't, we had, you know, pretty okay lives. So it's not like they were 
really bad lives. It was they were nice lives. They just didn't serve us. They weren't in alignment with us anymore. Was, we got stuck we along got the stuck. way. And so, you know, the way things happen is when you get stuck, you either stay stuck or you get unstuck. And this is a way to get unstuck in your life. It's really a way to more positively get unstuck, not to wait for that crisis correct, to correct. happen. And, and I always say, you know, you hear all the time, ask yourself these questions. You know, I always say the first question to ask is, are you happy? Which is a big question. And that's something you need to really think about. But I think that we can do better. I think we can ask ourselves better questions. If we can come up with better questions to ask ourselves, that's a much more interesting and exciting way to go through life. For example, we do something called alchemy, which we're going to talk a lot about in this podcast. And the first question in the first stage of alchemy is, what do I really want? And you may never have asked that question completely open-endedly. It means completely honest with yourself, not what your parents want or your partner want or what you think your children, your neighbors or your boss or your coworkers want, but what do you truly want to do in your life? And we found that a lot of people answer that question based on money. I want blah, 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 blah. I want a better job. I want a promotion. I want to make more money. Um, I want to make $100,000. I hear that a lot. Um, but with that comes the chains, as in chains like shackles, of other things that you may not think. And then you start to think, well, I'm not making $100,000, so maybe I'm not happy with my job, or maybe I need to work harder, or maybe so-and-so's holding me back, or I didn't get that promotion. It's a whole, you know, you start to go down that slippery slope of, you know, is it really about money or is it about something else? So we're, we're going to challenge you to ask better questions. And remember, this is a journey and a process, and it could take months. It could even take years. It could take it lifetimes. Could take lifetimes. We're not in a hurry. Definitely. So it's about achieving a certain level of consciousness. You may have already achieved a very high level of consciousness, in which case you'll, you'll travel with us from wherever you are starting. There's no hierarchy here. So, but everyone is moving upward and forward. And, and I ask people, you know, if they say, eh, I'm kind of happy. And I say, do you want to be happier? Do you want to be happy? And they'll say yes. And I'll say, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for everything to crash and burn and be the phoenix rising from the ashes? Some people have to be that way. But if you're not, you can start the journey now. And you don't have to be miserable on the road to happiness. You can actually be happy while you're trying to get happier. That's a huge concept. And some people just go, wow, you know, I beat myself up so much and I think I'm such a piece of shit or whatever the story they're telling themselves. And to think that you can actually be happy while you're being happier. Wow. I really like that. I was thinking that if we had to give a goal to this podcast, it would be the goal would be to master your own life. It's really funny to hear you say that because you never use the goals but in i know you're not a goal-oriented person like i am but it's true we need to set some kind of goal for the podcast and here's here's an example imagine you're a, a, in a little boat on the sea and you don't have a an oar even you, you're just getting tossed here and there by the waves so one minute everything looks great you, you the waves bring you to this wonderful magical part of your life and then the next minute here comes another wave and you're blown into 
just shit and crap and it sucks. And then the waves bring you back to a good place and then a bad place. And life can just be that way. One minute is great. The next minute, the, the other shoe drops. And that's how a lot of people live their lives. They're very reactionary. You know, they're just reacting to the good thing and then reacting to the so bad thing. So are you action in your life or are you reacting all the time in your life? What if instead of being tossed here and there, you get a rudder, you have an oar, maybe you even get a sail and you can captain your own boat. And in Chinese theory, we say this is coursing the winds. Now, the wind is the metaphor for change. So we want change, but we want to course the wind. We want to have a direct path from point A to point B. Where are we going? And we want to be in control of that and in charge of that in a an easy way, not a forced way. Sure. And so that would be an example of what we're trying to help you to evolve into. And when we ask you later to be the watcher in your life, it's really about this. How are you energetically moving through the world? Are you reacting? Are you acting? Are you the little boat being tossed around? Are you on the calm seas, the rough seas? Where are you in your life? There's another term that uh, I love from the Chinese theories, and that's called a Gen Ren. And that means that if you're a Gen Ren, you're a realized human being, a sage, for example, someone who's a wise person. And that means that you've achieved, you've achieved some high-level concepts in your life. Again, there's no timeline. It could take years or lifetimes to get there. But that's one of the goals of the idea of mastering your own life. Is that a Taoist concept? It's a Taoist concept. And I like to say, you know, this isn't the Taoist word, but it's like being a wizard in your own life, like creating your own magic. And I think of Gandalf in The Lord of the Rings who says as he arrives in the Hobbit's Shire, a wizard is never late, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. And I think that's the kind of life we all want to live. We don't want to live a life where we're always surprised or in a reactive state of mind or even sleepwalking through all of through life all of the time. We want to have an idea of where we're going and an idea that we can you know, course that wind, set sail to a location. If this is what we're going for, you can think of yourself like you're a garden and you might be a wild piece of property, like, you know, where nature's completely taken over and that's a beautiful thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But you may want to cultivate a little bit. You may want to make sure the soil is very nutrient rich so the plants grow really well. You may want to even plant some special seeds. You might have to do a little pruning. You might have to be all in shade. You might have to prune back some branches to let some sunshine in, to get the fresh air flowing, the things that grow. And that's really the things that Lita's really good at. And then me, I like to come in and pull the weeds and maybe, you know, really start to hoe the ground and turn things up and really get things moving in the right direction. So you can't just go in and rip everything out. You have to work on different parts and, and it's a process. So the cultivating your own garden, it's like a process. Because the reason we chose the name Inspired Action is that when you self-cultivate yourself, you begin to create the ability to be spontaneous in your life. And what that really means is that you, all of your actions are not 
based on what your logical mind tells you to do, the shoulds that, you know, a society has us doing all the time. They're inspired actions. And there's another term in Chinese theory called Wu Wei. Which is one of my favorite topics. I will talk about that any day, any time. It's really, we were going to call us like the Wu Wei podcast, uh, but it's, it's the theory behind a lot of inspired action. It's the action of non-action. And there are a lot of great philosophers, Lao Tzu and Zhuangzi and all of these um, Chinese philosophers. But the Tao Te Ching, which most people know about, is, is a book about Wu Wei. So I, I think it's hard for some people to understand Wu Wei. It's often translated as non-action. What the heck is non-doing or non-action? In, in a little bit, we're going to talk about my modern translation of it, which people know as in the zone. But go ahead. But here's a, a metaphor. You're standing on a path and, you know, if we turn around and look behind us, we can see our footsteps, especially if it's dirt or something like that or sand. But when we look forward, do we see the footsteps of where we're supposed to walk? And Wu Wei is that you can see the footstep in front of you where you should place your foot. Don't force it. You don't, you know, make it happen. It just happens. It's almost like it just flows the next footstep, the next footstep, the next footstep, it's there already. You just get a sense, oh, this is the footstep I need to take. This is the direction I need to go. And, you know, when you're in the Wu Wei or living the Wu Wei, it's an optimism. It's a happiness. It's a, not a stress. It's not like if I do this way, do I take that step? It's more than instinct. It's like a flow. And Jay often says, about it being in the zone in the zone so from an athletic term or a creative term you know in the in the modern era you know people call it the flow they call it the zone they call it um you know it they some people say runner's high is is part of being in the zone here's another example there's a a story in chinese theory that there were good butchers and a really good butcher the best butcher was a butcher who could take his knife and cut in the in-between spaces so that there would be no blood or meat touching the knife and the, the, the butchered animal would just fall apart. It's like they're cutting the empty spaces. Or you could think of a surgeon who just magically removes a tumor without disturbing anything else around it. Um, in acupuncture, we used to say that uh, the best acupuncturist, the the one who's doing Wu Wei, the needle slips in and the person doesn't feel it. And because it's going through the air between all the cells of the body, it's it's not even touching you, essentially. And so all of those things are high-level mastery that can only be done when a person's in the zone. In the Taoists, they have the spirituality component of that, which I think all of those... You know, those people, they get in there and they get into the zone or they get into the state and they have practiced this way so much that they can just flow and they know what the next step is without thinking it. It's like you said, the footsteps, they're right there. They just do it. They don't even have to think about they it. They don't even have to think about it. So I looked up Wikipedia and it says, in the zone, in a mental state of focused concentration on the performance of an activity in which one disassociates oneself from distracting or irrelevant aspects of one's environment. Okay, so for me, obviously, that doesn't feel like any spirituality. 
Um, but I have been as an athlete and I'm a creative person. So I've been in the zone or in the state of Wu Wei um, many times. And I think that you do get distracted. You do kind of skip eating sometimes or you time goes by and you look and it's midnight and you're like, wow, where do those five hours go? Or it's this happiness. It's this bliss. It's this just kind of like in the zone because that's as an athlete, that's what we always used to say, get into the zone. A lot of people don't think about being in the zone as a spiritual kind of thing. They just think it's some magical thing that happens when you're really good at what you do. Right. But I like to think of it as the phrase being an instrument of the divine. So that acupuncturist that's putting the needle in, the needle's not the instrument. The person holding the needle becomes the instrument. Something is moving that person as as if that person is an instrument. And that's the same with sports. That person, that, that, that Olympic, you know, uh, athlete or, you know, top-notch golf player, especially I think golf, you have to really be in the zone. Sure. You know, they are being moved. They're allowing themselves to be an instrument. Now, and I think the more that they think about um, what they're doing, then they, they kind they of come out of it. That. They come out of it. Yeah. So you have to think a creative person like a musician or a singer, if they let go and be one with what's going on, you see the magic. When they're trying to force it, when they're trying try. to try, yeah, when they're trying try. to try too That's hard, right. when the, anything when that comes in, that really negates it. And I have another thing here from uh, Wikipedia. It says in positive psychology, flow, also known as the zone. So in the flow, we hear that a lot. So this says in the mental state of operation in which a person performing an activity is fully immersed in a feeling of energized focus, full involvement, and enjoyment in the process of an activity. Again, not too spiritual. But if you take that in the constant of looking inward and really finding, I always think that you have to find a quiet space inside of you. You really can't be angry or distracted or I guess it's finding the stillness, the quiet, yeah. and then doing this whatever task or whatever. It's not really a task, but just and, really and not to get too philosophical, but there are different philosophers that have different um, ideas about how Wu Wei is achieved. And one of them is that you do your 10,000 hours yes. of mastery and then you don't have to think about it anymore. So now you're in Wu Wei. And that's, I think it's valid. I also think if you're doing it more from a spiritual point of view, what Jay was just saying, finding that still point inside yourself, then you don't need to do the 10,000 hours. You can achieve Wu Wei at any moment doing any task. Yes. You don't have to be a master at that task. And I think the Taoists, that's when, I, when we talk about the Taoists, I think that they imagine people living a Wu Wei kind of life. Right. So here's a great example. I routinely find myself, now that I'm practicing Wu Wei in my life, I will be walking out the door in the morning and something will catch my eye. It doesn't matter. It's different every day. And one day it's an umbrella, the next day maybe my snow boots or something else. And in the beginning, I would just look away and say, that's silly, it's not going to rain today. And then it would rain. And then later when it rained, I thought, I saw that umbrella out of the corner of my eye and it kind of like shined. It popped out at me ah. and I didn't listen. 
So I think Wu Wei is being so aware that you see that that's a special thing coming to you that you need to be aware of. You take the umbrella, you take the snow boots, and then lo and behold, later in the day, it does you know, snow or rain or whatever it is. Or you're just a hoarder and you have 50 pairs of snow boots and 10 umbrellas in your car. <laughs> I have that too. So but knowing the difference, great. like I've, I've slowly but surely, I have done the opposite. <laughs> I have taken it and it's not rained, but that was when I was trying to force it. It wasn't an inspired action. Sure. And I think that if we can find a way to use in the flow, energetically seems more, compatible for me to understand it because it does feel like life is flowing. Life is easy. Life, there is no right or wrong. You just go where you need to go. And I think when we're talking about Wu Wei, you can really use it from a strategy standpoint of, you know, what is your inspired action? And we can go, we're going to have to do a whole show on the how of why. So people always say, how do I get a better job? Or how do I do all these? How do I have a better relationship? How do I find that person? But if you go to the why and you look at that first and then you understand the Wu Wei, and if you have, if you're working on yourself and you're self cultivating and you're living this ease, the things that you want will come to you because it's right there already in front of you. So understanding the Wu Wei is definitely a component in the strategy of trying to do self-cultivation, trying to have that transformational mind that we talked about in the beginning. And and how do you think that goes with alchemy, Lita? So I was just going to say that I think Wu Wei is a very high-level uh, state totally, of attainment. Totally. I mean, I don't live it all the time. And I, I don't know if anyone, well, I guess someone no, I could, think but some it's very difficult. Yeah. yeah. And the way that I think you can get there is to follow some of these philosophers' roadmaps. And alchemy is a particular roadmap that is Taoist-based, that helps you move through stages, that basically gets you to living a level of spontaneity in your life that I call flying in your life. But what that really means is, imagine you wake up every morning, you don't even have a to-do list. You're not thinking, what do I do next? And in every next moment, you know what to do next. So at 10 a.m., you go, oh, I have a dentist appointment at 10.30. And you get in the car and you go. You wasn't on a list. You're making me think of Kramer in Seinfeld. He was Wu Wei. He didn't <laughs> he have was. a clock. He just, boom, he woke up when he had to go. His whole day was Wu Wei. He was very sophisticated, <laughs> living an enlightened life. <laughs> Hard to imagine, but yes. Yes. So, okay, no, go ahead. You just, that That's just so popped great. into my mind. <laughs> Love you, Kramer. Miss you. So it's a long-term journey. You may already be there. And if you are, great. You know, come along board anyway, because we have a lot of other things to talk about. But it's also, we have to kind of start at the beginning. So if you're on this journey, the first, first step is self-acceptance. Because you can't change or course the wind if you're not accepting where you are now. If you're in the little boat being tossed here and there, accept it. So the way we work towards self-acceptance is what we're going to be working on today, which yep. is... Homework time. Homework time, which is that you are going to become a watcher. That's it. R the reason you need to become a watcher is because 
you can't accept yourself if you don't even understand what's going on. You may not even recognize yourself. A lot of times I'll ask people, when was the last time you were happy? Do you, and some people, honestly, they cannot remember the last time they were happy. They've kind of lost track of their lives. They're kind of just going through the motions. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not like they're like, woe is me, but they have just gotten, they have not, they don't remember what they wanted to do or how to do it. They just got caught in life. And that happens to a lot of people. And Eckhart Tolle talks about becoming the watcher or the observer. And, the, and, and if you haven't, you know, go ahead and, and read or download an audible version of The Power of Now. Because it's a very the important New Earth book. Is an awesome book as well. And his New Earth book. But start with The Power of Now because that's where he really explains what the watcher is. And the watcher is just simply saying, okay, every time so-and-so says that thing, I feel angry. You may never have noticed you're angry before. You were just angry. You were observing your anger. sucked into someone else's drama, someone else's negativity. Yeah. You might notice every time this event happens, I do this other thing. All right, so let's start. So the first thing we'd like you to do is to get a notebook or a piece of paper that you're going to have that's, that's yours. It's, you know, how you're just not going to share it with anyone. It's all yours, like a new notebook. Let's go to a notebook. Or, um, okay, so what we're going to do for one week from right now, whenever you're listening to this, is you're going to become the watcher, the observer in your life. So it's a little bit of writing every day for the next week. So what we want you to do is to find some quiet time throughout the day, whenever you want. You can do it in the morning, you can do it in the afternoon, you can do it at night, whenever you can find it. Just breathe, think about things, look around, look, re- recall the travels of your day. How does your day move along? Um, how are you energetically moving through life? Like Lita just said, are you bumping into energetic roadblocks? Are you, do you go smoothly? You know, is, are you having confrontations with you know, the cashier or the barrister at the coffee shop, or did you get yelled at in the parking lot or at work? Or look at your life and see and write some things down. And are you acting or reacting to yes. the people and yes. the places and the things that are around you? So really it's about your emotional state during all these events. And so in, in the beginning, let's do five things a day to see how you that you notice things, how you feel, you can look for patterns. But in the beginning, don't look for anything. Just write some things down. Yeah, and you could say, I felt happy when this happened. I felt sad when this happened. I felt angry. I did this crazy thing. And, I don't and, know why I keep and doing be honest it. honest and unbiased and unjudgmental. There's no right or wrong. We're just observing. And there's no one like, oh, I was the jerk who yelled at somebody or whatever. But if you are that person who's having that reaction, try to back up and see what, what happened. After a week of this, you'll notice patterns. Yes, we'll start to look at some patterns and we'll see what sticks out. Are you the little boat that's being tossed around or do you have a rudder? Do you have a sail? Do you have anything or are you just being tossed around? And these patterns are going to be the starting place for your self-acceptance. Yes, because you know, you're right here. You're in this experience. Um, you know, you have to accept that. So we're going to bring in some other concepts once we finish this homework going to be talking about the five elements because the energetic type that you are often influences how you have these reactions to the world 
A wood person, for example, will be frustrated a lot of the time. A fire person, for example, will get hurt by things people say. An earth person might feel unsupported. A metal person might feel disrespected. And a water person might feel like they don't matter. And we'll go on to all this and in we're gonna, more details. You know, over the next you know, podcasts, we're going to do a lot of different things in this area. So just now, what is the pattern? What are the patterns that you're noticing about yourself? And that's it. Because that's, that's it. the next step to self-acceptance. So we're just going to um, wrap this up right now. So this is a dialogue that we're having, and we'd love to have you become a part of it. You could maybe join our Facebook group. We're just starting that out. And we could talk about the podcast. We can open some dialogues concepts if you have any questions we'd be love we'd love to help you and answer them or you could just observe the facebook group and be a part of it and i'd love if you want to participate for you to share the five things that sure. you notice so five about yourself five things a day five things for a day seven for seven days or maybe share the pattern that you noticed about yourself yes all right so that's great lita that's pretty much the show for today and thank you everyone for listening thank you You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast. You can follow our Inspired Actions on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and really appreciate your input. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to hug the dog. Hug the dog.